to the second episode of Star Wars Weekly. I'm one of your hosts, Grant. And I am Ben. And we're going to be talking about a great many topics today, but one big news issue, or uh, news issue? What is it? Sure. News, news issue. issue. News, an issue. It's not an issue. You know what it is? It's just a, a News item. It's a news item. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a rumored item. And that is that J.J. Abrams didn't just write episode seven. He did an outline for the entire sequel trilogy. He wrote an outline for eight he wrote an outline for nine and he had plans for ray going through three movies that's amazing it's amazing i think i think we all sort of thought he had done that and there were sort of rumors going along but having daisy ridley confirm it is uh pretty fantastic and um also in that article i believe it said that you know when ryan johnson was speaking with jj about these you know jj's like hey take a listen you know this is what i had in mind and uh also you know jj ryan seemed to you know hopefully he followed roughly the same course but he took it in a lot of you know probably hit a lot of different beats and did a lot of different things um but who knows maybe it was scene for scene who knows yeah it's super interesting to me because you know you you have this fan backlash that happens because all of these fans are are having these these great expectations for a story that another director set up. And then, you know, we now hear that Ryan threw away those outlines. He didn't want to do anything that J.J. had done, and he wanted to do his own movie, and he did his own movie, and that's what he did. And uh, and it, it just, it's just uh, it's interesting to think that maybe J.J. was planting some seeds, and fans were speculating on those plants, those setups. Yeah. And we didn't get the payoffs, and now there's, you know, there's upset feelings on both sides you know you have the kind of radical behavior of both the gushers and the haters you know it's it's really just uh an interesting uh phenomenon in this uh the pop culture yeah i I think the the last jedi definitely exposed a lot about the vast fan base of star wars fans out there you know and it's it's not just the united states political system that's you know (laughs) at knives out at this point it's also the star wars fan world and myself personally as i guess you call myself as a gusher i'm (laughs) i just if it has star wars on the top of it i watch it and i adore it and i just sort of you know soak soak myself and that's the best i think you know, the world would be a terrible place without gushers. We need people to love stuff because it makes everyone around them just give off positive emotion and positive feelings. And right now, I think we all need a little positivity. So absolutely, especially with the end of the last Jedi and, and losing Luke, I think that I think you know a little positivity and in in a kind of expectation that JJ is going to, you know bring this thing around and, and deliver yeah. an incredible film. I, I think that's that's important. I think we need to focus on that. And I think that any other negative feelings that we could, you know, pull at or think upon, I, I think that's just a waste of time. I think we should just push forward, think about Absolutely. JJ's new, new project. And, and I think, you know, we won't really be able to understand The Last Jedi um, until we see it in the context of all three movies. Because, you know, maybe it's just that, you know, the second act is always conflict, right? It's right. always something crazy. Maybe it's it's more than just having the uh, antagonist sort of striking back, which is the typical second act of anything. Maybe it's actually uh, to pull the fan base in a different directions and really to take the whole story into whole, you know, whole different realms and um, do some really interesting things there. And then, you know, maybe J.J., he can put a nice bow on this that's going to satisfy a lot of people. Um, obviously that's not going to be his, 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 you know, thing. And I, I personally hope he goes even crazier and makes right. a movie unlike any other movie that he's made before. I think he's a fantastic director. I love the force. Crazier, Awakens. like time travel crazy. Don't even get into that. No, not that. <laughs> because crazy. we have a lot to talk about yeah, in terms of time travel. That's not crazy. That's like suicide. <laughs> and, right. uh, I'm not a Star Trek fan, but, um, I know a lot of people yeah. that aren't very upset with talk about backlash we're getting even more backlash with the latest episode of star wars rebel it's called uh a world between worlds it's episode 13 of season four and uh 
I think Ben and I just recently watched both Wolves in a Door and A World Between Worlds, and uh, we have a lot of thoughts about yeah. where where Dave Filoni took this, and he took it to uh, a, another plane, a, a another reality. New, yeah, a brand new place for Star Wars, which is time travel. I mean, you know, the the farthest out they ever went was, you know, there's this afterlife, right? And he took it there too. So, huh. And now there's Star Wars music happening randomly in my house. Oh, you know that's a that's a good sign though. Yeah, we're just gonna do that. That means our segue was so good. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. It summons Deus Ex Machina. John Williams. We uh, <laughs> we are we are sabotaged. It's all right. No, you know, we come back. Sorry. So yeah. So um, yeah, he, he took it to a place that Star Wars has never gone before, which is time travel, which is you know. Something I'm personally terrified of because right. he now opened a lot of doors for a lot of things that would upset me quite a bit. I think I told you this last week, but, you know, you introduce something like time travel and you would think it would be Ryan Johnson who introduces this to the Star Wars <laughs> right. franchise, but it's not. The King it's of Dave time Filoni. It's, yeah. it's just ironic. I feel like Ryan Johnson did an incredible story. Uh, you know that featured uh, concepts of time travel, and he was able to weave a narrative through time in such a beautiful way that you you know you would have thought you know Kathleen Kennedy might have hired him to to pull off something like this that yeah. would just curve the uh, the franchise in a new direction and show off some new force abilities that are quantum based. You know that would be that's kind of that's kind of what I thought in the first place. But you know right. it's it's just fun. It's just funny to see that Dave Filoni is the one who right who, does who it. did it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, he's as big a Star Wars fan as, you know, any director or person involved in the franchise that I've, I've you know, witnessed. And he's mm-hmm. done a great job. I, I love all the things he's done. Um, I personally hope that this is the last we see of this particular gateway. Right, right. And um, and in time area. It, it actually made me think, you know, it's not entirely unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course, who do we see in this area? But we we stumbled across uh, Sheev Palpatine's um, omnipresent right. reach, <laughs> and uh, and apparently it's a long reach too. You know the yeah, and I mean maybe yeah, because it's the dark side. That is... was almost slapstick when in the when they were running away from the the beam of fire of that fire. <laughs> hurling well, towards they can, them. They can take some some. Uh, liberties there but uh the dark side is truly a uh a gateway to certain powers that some would call uh, unnatural, unnatural. <laughs> and or, that's about yeah. as unnatural and as um and like you said i think D- dave filoni he approaches the force with you know great care great consideration he's the kind of guy who's carrying on george lucas's kind of inner thoughts about the force about the jedi about these schools of thoughts surrounding this mystical energy mm. i think that that's that's something that i i'm i'm, I'm you know if someone's going to do this he should do it he yeah. should he should push you know he should push things and he he understands the envelope so he can push the envelope you know, well and one of those other envelope pushing concepts that is feloni's alone as mm-hmm. far as i know was is the Mortis gods, right? Right. And they, ref, uh, I think it was Palpatine that referred to them as the Mortis gods, right? Right. Which is interesting. So They're there's just now this straight up deities, like yeah, that's just what like they are. theism in Star Wars, which is new. Now, wasn't it you that was telling me that um, is actually George Lucas had this concept for the Mortis gods, right? Yes, yeah. George Lucas was integral in the the writing process of the Mortis trilogy. The hmm. Mortis trilogy, I believe, it was three episodes of the Clone Wars. Yeah the mortis arc maybe it was two episodes i don't know but um yeah he was part of that he was definitely involved in the uh the concept of the, the gods right so. which is really fascinating that george had all these sort of nuggets just sort yeah. of stashed away for different different things um but uh i don't know very interesting very cool right. you know i mean there's obviously a lot of dangers um I mean, Disney wants to keep themselves nimble so right. that if they ever need to, you know, retcon something, I'm sure they want to create content for as long as they possibly can and as long as people want it. No, oh, definitely. I want it. Yeah, I want <laughs> I want it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah and more, I, think, I, think there is a, I think there's a line there that, you know, we're, we're bringing up. There's a line that you, you want Star Wars to be able to address faith without creating these religions, you know, without right. having, you know, uh, theism and without... Right. Without having characters kind of nail down some kind of 
you know, uh, ordained thought doctrine, process, doctrine yeah. about the Force. And, you know, that's just something right. that I think that George said himself. He didn't want Star Wars to have any kind of one religion that, right. you know, you cannot question, you cannot analyze. The point of Star Wars is that you're able to analyze right. faith and, right. you know, uh, it gives you religious a, thought, yeah. you know, like that's, that's, that's important. So I think there is a line there they have to be careful about. And I think that, you know, bringing gods into Star Wars is, is right. something I never thought I would see personally, but right. Dave Filoni does it, you know, he whatever. did a great job too, because it's, it's very cryptic mm-hmm. and you know, all the content I've read, you know, they, they dip into more of the force in, um, uh, Luke Skywalker's, um, you know, s- stories about Luke Skywalker. I don't know why I don't know this title right now, but, um, the, uh, the the recent Dark Skywalker Citadel? book, uh, not, uh, something Dark Citadel, not Dark Citadel. No, the uh, the actual canon. Book oh, that came the actual out, canon book um, before right. um, the Tales Last of Jedi. Tales of Luke Tales Skywalker. of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, sort of third person things, but there's more, um, you know, more things about the Force there, and they're equally cryptic. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hopefully they keep going forward. They introduce these really cool concepts, and then it's just sort of small pieces of a very large mosaic that you know hopefully they'll just keep putting pics you know pieces in and um but still keep it sort of that mystery box that jj loves so well yeah and i think i'm hearing it's it's a trend among writers right now the mystery keeping the mystery going and uh you know i I think i I, it's payoff time for me though i really want to see a lot of these mysteries unravel Right. That's, they don't have to answer them all, but it'd be nice yeah. to answer a couple. Some, I think, some big ones should be unraveled, and I think that's the fun of, right? You know, a, a story of mythic proportion. I think those just answering those giant mysteries is right. exactly what we want. Well, but, I know you, you had some specific answers you wanted to see in the Last Jedi. And, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. Uh, one more thing on the Rebels, though. I'm thinking, okay, you know, we 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 see Ezra save Ahsoka. We can assume now in the final frame when she's leaving the temple in Twilight of the Apprentice, you know, that that is her physical self leaving the temple. Like, it is not a force ghost. It is not an apparition. It's not any kind of just, you know, astral projection. It's her physical self leaving the temple, right? I mean, like, because we see her go, it's almost a reverse angle of her walking out through that kind of triangular threshold. Is this at the end of the last episode? Yeah, yeah, the end of the last. I don't know how I missed that. Okay, cool. So she actually leaves. It's like a reverse shot of her leaving the kind of that that threshold that we see her walking towards us from. Wow, Uh, good, good eyes. I missed that. So that's the the reverse of when we saw Vader and slash Anakin leave. Exactly. Yeah, last season or whatever. Yeah, and uh, so that was so we can we can assume she's alive. Somewhere. Right now, in yeah. the timeline of Rebels, for these last two episodes, I think she's alive. Yeah. So, so maybe, you know, um, that's going to air tomorrow, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But um, we, yeah, it's interesting to, th- to think about what she did there. And, mm-hmm. I mean, Filoni, you know, that's a lot of time um, for her to bide. I right. guess she would know that, um, that, I imagine she doesn't want to create a paradox and come back too early. Right. Um, so... She probably is going to stay hidden, but she's, I mean, it's probably pretty big news uh, in the Force anyways when mm-hmm. Kanan Jarrus dies slash yeah. uh, Caleb Doom. So, you know, maybe she's waiting for that moment, and then maybe we'll see her in the last two episodes. I, I would imagine Filoni couldn't resist doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it could have been interesting if Ahsoka was kind of threaded back into the story as this kind of, like, you know, masked vigilante or phantom that was shrouded yes. in mystery, and you kind of... She was just affecting the uh, the scenarios that play out and helping the ghost crew, but you kind right. of just you didn't know it was her. Maybe you probably tell by her you know, little whatever those yeah. are called on her Tegruta head. head. Yeah, Tegruta head things. Uh, uh, Tails. Yeah, whatever tail, whatever they are. Montrails. Snips. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So we know Dave Filoni's done with Rebels, but we know he's doing another. Yes, project we found after that this. out this week too. Right. That that uh, that. When do you think we're going to get the announcement on that? I think I think Solo is going to be a bash for a lot of things. I think I think hmm. you know once Star Wars gets running, they announce you know you know several things at once, and it just you feel how you yeah know, powerful that freight train is as the the production flow uh, speeds up, and and we get we get all these you know uh, reveals about these up this upcoming hmm. you know, projects. I I, I I couldn't be more excited for this, but I also am speculating. He could do so many different shows. I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, what is he going to do next? What show could he do next? And I think a lot of us are jumping to one idea right away, and that is that Ben Solo. Hmm. Ben Solo. You know, young Ben Solo, we don't know anything. We, you know, 
That's true. There's a lot of memes about young Ben. Solo. Ben and his uncle could be a, easily be an animated series. Do mm. we think we'll get that? You know what? That was one of the ones I I hadn't thought of. Oh really? Okay. Um, like young, like growing up. You, you, so you're yeah. talking like pre, um, pre, um, Jedi Academy, Ben Solo. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean. I would say his early learnings of the Force, much like Ezra, that kind of yeah. be, that kind of introduction to the Force, and we know he was right. using Force powers at an extremely young age. So maybe just his whole yeah. his grappling with that, his that super dramatic moment of him discovering that his grandfather is Darth Vader, that right. is like oh, that's gold. I want to see that over and over again and right. across all. A lot and we know from Bloodline that um, wow, he was. Oh my goodness! He was with Luke Skywalker when the galaxy found out that Leia That's right. was actually Darth Vader. Talk about being daughter. a fly on the wall. Yeah, that would be one of the top scenarios. Yeah, for me. but imagine his whole world. Do you, what do you think when he found that out? Do you think um, he was like, "Oh, that's terrible," or was he like, "That's awesome"? <laughs> I think power. I think power corrupts, and I think yeah. that he saw power first and foremost, and that began to corrupt him. And I think yeah. that that's what that's wow. what I that's what I think personally. Well, well put, man. That's probably true. All right, so that's definitely so one that's option. one. Uh, young Obi Wan wrote that down. I don't know, Young Obi Wan. I love those books. You know, I read a lot of those Young Obi Wan books. And, uh, oh, really? Well, I mean, he was always in the Jedi Temple, right? right? So this so, would be sort of this would be even up. younger. Yeah. yeah, this would be showing more of the Jedi lifestyle and. Yeah. The, the doctrine and the, the learning. I think that would be that'd be great for That's Dave Filoni. Cool. He's re- Dave Filoni is great at, at exploring yeah. the Jedi. So I was trying to think of you know force wielding characters because right. he's, he's he's masterful. I saw that. another thing on the Reddit's um, this past week. Right. It was for a movie, but um, not not a terrible idea. And he wanted uh, uh, young Darth Maul, and um, he was this per- yeah this yeah. person was talking about possibly getting Ray Park while we still have him. And, you know, getting him made up and maybe doing, you know, maybe covering that area of like him, you know, being an assassin for right, right, right. for Palpatine and Coruscant, um, you know, like specific targets Super and nailing that down. Sort of like those Legends books that were there. Um, there was there was a trilogy of books right. from all there. So they could do play with that or, you know, flashbacks to Dathomir. And, um, and oh, that, that would be, be pretty, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Um, there's three things that I'm really excited mm-hmm. about. And. If Filoni doesn't do this, then maybe one of the other live action, mm-hmm. uh, that live action thing that um, Disney announced a couple months ago would be either um, Luke Skywalker, pretty much Luke Skywalker. I'm talking about the TV, yeah, TV live show. Action, TV, TV show. show. Okay. Yeah. Or, or a, an animated series, right, either right. of okay. them. Um, and actually, if it's going to be animated, it would make more sense that it would be probably a Luke Skywalker centered thing because, okay. you know, it would be tough for a recast. And right. I mean, they could do it. But, yeah. um, and Sebastian Stan? Well, yeah right yeah soldier, many people Bucky. think Sebastian Stan would be great um and that would be cool I'd be on it but uh, either those uh either the the Jedi Academy itself sort of Luke mm-hmm. uh, forming that or before that when Luke I, I goes on a vision quest post you know Return of the Jedi because he's got to rebuild the the whole you know Jedi thing and he's right. got to so he goes around the galaxy searching for knowledge and I mean I would watch that endlessly just like his quest oh, through definitely. the galaxy like, all those interpretations so, of the force across yes. all these different alien species seeing all oh, these different species goodness, yeah. I would watch that forever and, right you know that would be <laughs> I, would I would just like I would hope that series yeah. never died like give me like a hundred seasons of that um, and then yeah so then that the Jedi Academy or post Jedi Academy um, where he you know I don't know, or not? Maybe just those. Two I see. I I saw that that show. I I you know I saw that in my head too. I said you know there could easily be a, a Luke you know solo non ensemble yeah show, and who knows if it is an animated series and Dave Filoni does you know create this series, mm. he meets Ahsoka if she's still alive at the end of Rebels. You know like yeah. that would be fantastic. I would love Luke and Ahsoka to just right. There could be uh, yeah endless going on voyage across the stars together and uh, yeah. Yeah, he and we know she's not him. really a Jedi. She's kind of right. gone down a different road. It could have it could have actually influenced Luke, and that's yeah. the, kind of what we're seeing the repercussions of that of Ahsoka's influence on Luke yeah. as being an outsider of the. Order. You know what I was just thinking? It's if it is a Luke-centered animated series, mm-hmm. I know a great accomplished voice actor that could play uh, Luke. Oh, fantastic! Who's that? Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. 
I thought you were like, gonna blow me away with some new some new talent, but all right, yeah. No, well, I, no, I, but I, I mean, right? Like, this is the bulk of Mark Hamill's career yeah. has been like yeah. a fantastic um, Joker and like oh, yeah. and a great uh, voice actor. And I'm sure he I could, they could channel pitch, his younger pitch him himself up a little too, and just get that kind of young. Like, didn't you hear it a little bit in Luke. the last Jedi? Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. And I he wanted more. Notes. I wanted more. He talked differently. Like <laughs> yeah. I expected him to be sort of his yeah. raspy, you know, Mark yeah, yeah. Hamill-y self during the movie, yeah, yeah. but. He really acted right. he did. He did. <laughs> in that movie, and I was very was pleased incredible. to see it. Yeah, I and honestly, I hope, and as a lot of people do, I want to see a ton of, I want to see a ton of Force Ghost Luke. Right. Oh, in nine. Yeah, like, I think mostly Force Ghost Luke. I definitely want to see Force Ghost Luke. And then I also thought to myself, you know, Dave Filoni could go back, you know, a thousand years and do the Jedi Sith War and, and yeah, re-explore Darth Bane and right. re-explore that huge conflict between the Jedi and Sith. He, I mean, he's already shown he can do. You know, these you can showcase these giant campaigns and these these wars. So, I, I, and and have a, a group or an ensemble running through those, uh, uh, you know, doing um, going on adventures in the, in in during a wartime. Uh, we 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 love that stuff. Yeah. Um, or or he do something completely fresh. You know, completely fresh. Yeah. And uh, you know, we we're not hitting any. We're not hitting any of the marks. So you know, that would be that would be nice. Something completely fresh would be great. Right. Certainly, no shortage of opportunities there for him. Something we constantly argue about the fresh rating of The Last <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> right. Um, there's a lot to talk about right there. Uh, we know The Last Jedi novelization comes out March 6th. Uh, hmm. I'll definitely be picking up that. Uh, that's, uh, what, two days from now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people have somehow managed to get their hands on it. They've, there's been leaked copies, oh, copies put on bookshelves early, people, you know, grabbing them and. There's rumors going around, and one rumor is that, you know, we're going to get a little bit more on Snoke and a little bit more on Luke, and uh, mm. maybe even a notion that Luke and Snoke had uh, met and had contact uh, at yes. one point. And uh, so that's super interesting, and I'm yes. definitely going to pick up the book to find out all those little tidbits, but of course they're going to be tidbits. You know? Right. Uh, the, the new mantra is the mystery box. So right. We don't and get too much is, these days. he is a tremendous mystery box. Right. You know, I remember being, as, as a kid, thinking about the Emperor and being like, who the heck is that guy? Like, yeah. I just figured no. he was some, well, the Empire is vast. And, and then you, know, you hear about how they first did it, did it, you know, in Empire, where they showed his face for the first time, and right. they, they superimposed a chimp's face on a really? woman's face and that's that was the first you know image of the emperor that was it and then uh yeah that was that was that's how they first showed the emperor in empire strikes back so yeah total mystery and that's fine we love mysteries i just think that when you're coming off you know a trilogy of of films that were you know work to shine a light on almost everything and show the process of a dark lord and really get into his identity and explore yeah. his goals and things like that. And then to get absolutely nothing and, yeah. and, and not kind of, and it, and just not follow suit of what George just did. It's kind of like, it's just kind of hard to process, but I don't think it's a big deal. I think, you know, Snoke dying, it's fine. Right. It's whatever. It, so I just want to jump into the last Jedi. We didn't get to talk about it on our first episode. So right. I just want to jump into the last Jedi. I want to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. And I think it's totally fine. And it's totally healthy. Yeah. To talk about the pros and cons of this film and what we liked and what we didn't like. And we ultimately, both of us love the movie. Yeah. We love it. It's, you know, it's up there. It's got to be, it, I think it's number four out of all the films right now for me. It's you okay. know, ranked number four right now. It's climbing, though. Every time I watch it, it's just, it climbs. So, you know, it, it's, if I sit with it long enough, it, it gets better and better. So I'm, I'm fine with that. That's right now, it's not, it's not my favorite film. It's not my least favorite film. It's just, it's kind of in the middle somewhere. So nice. I, I don't rate. Um, I don't rate the movies. My, okay. I usually just love whatever the newest thing is, yeah. and then I just sort of like dump it over my head like the ice bucket challenge <laughs> right, and just right. love every second of it. Yeah. Um, when I watched that movie the first time, um, I just was like on the edge of my seat, um, tears in my eyes most of the time. Mm-hmm. Just like didn't know what was going to happen next. You know, right, when they right. had the scene with Leah, it was just like, okay, this thing's going to be, you know, anything could happen here. You know, we all know Carrie yeah. Fisher, you know, met an untimely end. And so mm-hmm. we thought, you know, and um, I was just, you know, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. I thought it was a modern Star Wars movie and it was fantastic. And, you know, when I saw Yoda, I like died mm-hmm. and like, yeah. I just loved it. 
And um, and then I got out and, of course, turned on the Internet and the Internet was on fire. <laughs> yeah. And I was so, like, heartbroken for a moment. But then I was just like, really, you know, I really want to know about that. That's that's what's most interesting to me is, like, you loved it so much. And then yeah. you, you see all these just 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 hateful, yeah. hateful well, remarks on, on went, social media. Like I went, went through it with the prequels, right, you right. know. And in the prequel, that actually, I was like, okay. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay. bad, like, whatever. I guess I get it. Right. And it really ruined, it really... Yeah, hurt it the experience. The prequels. Sour, really, it really right. did. When yeah. it really shouldn't have, because I saw all the prequels and I loved them too. And I remember I went to a hip hop show mm-hmm. in Irving Plaza and LP, who's in mm-hmm. Run the Jewels now, this was 15 years ago. He was like, I don't know about you, but I'm sick of this. It was like right after like Attack of the Clones came out. And I was like, do you want me to leave right now? Because I will leave right now. I don't need my hip hop stars yeah, yeah. telling me whether right, to right, like, right. you know, Star Wars or not. But, um, you know, hey, this is where it is. The Star Wars community is huge, right? Yeah, it takes all kinds. Huge. And apparently there's a lot of, you know, amateur mm-hmm. filmmakers out there that have notes. Mm-hmm. They have notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these like, I'm holding notes right now. You are literally <laughs> holding notes. And you are an amateur filmmaker. It's Actually, true. you're a pseudo-professional I'm filmmaker. I'm pseudo-professional. Yeah. I feel like you I'm, do it. I'm you get paid up for and what coming. you do. Yeah. Up and coming. Yeah, yeah I get paid. Um, so I want to go over pros. I mean, I'll just list some pros that I liked and you can tell me you 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 liked them or you thought they were you know sure. unnecessary and I think that's if it, if you find something unnecessary please just speak up about it and it's healthy to talk about these things I mean yeah. this art is you know just the, the an expression and we it's it can be interpreted in so many different ways so just that's we're supposed to interpret these things we're supposed to talk about these things so first pro my favorite moment in the whole film R two D two pulling up the message of Leia oh, from a new hope yes wheat uncontrollably <laughs> weeped uncontrollably yeah. almost fell out of my seat had to go to the bathroom afterwards to process <laughs> it for a minute took too long in the stall someone was banging on the door you know it was the best i loved yeah. that moment that was honestly the best choice i thought he made as a director that was right. his be- the best choice he made in yeah. my opinion and this was we found out later that was the one thing that ryan johnson made uh, jj do a right. reshoot on was right like uh BTW, you need to put R2 on yeah. Acto. Yeah, right. Um, Acto. Second best choice, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. <laughs> Such a good choice. Honestly, okay. you know, inverting the cycle of Master and Apprentice and hmm. having the Apprentice rise up and be the Supreme yes. Leader. And he's young and he's, he's you know, uh, impatient right. and he's brooding. Shirtless. And he's, and he's, <laughs> and he's angered and he's... And he's destroying everything, and he's just just a, a force of nature. I, I just I could not be more happy that the apprentice has, yeah. you know, uh, uh, become supreme leader. That's just that's such a great choice. Uh, yes, yeah. This is the first time, right? We've seen an apprentice defeat mm-hmm. the master, right? Because Palps sort of rules, and he's you know, oh, yeah. he takes on all comers, defeat and, the master, and live. Right, right exactly. Yeah. As far as the sort of rule of two thing, which yeah. is sort of out the window, but still. Uh, and I, I have to compare it to Empire Strikes Back. You know. George, what George did with this kind of this earth-shattering shift in the storyline, with this line of dialogue from Vader to Luke, mm. you know, I think that the, what TLJ did, what the Last Jedi did, it was the, the same earth-shattering shift, but not with dialogue. It was with action, and mm. I think that's that's just the parallel I see, and I, I just hope other people see that that parallel, and they say, right, you know, there was the the big, you know, shift, the big, you know, story. Uh, change happened and, and, yes. and everything changed after this point and it, it did happen but it didn't happen in a line of dialogue it happened with action i think that's right. just that's that's a super interesting parallel that is so when you say action what, what what's the parallel there i mean Do you mean like the, well the, you know i'm i am your father and it's, it's dialogue right. and boom the whole story shifts after that right this is you know kylo ren you know defeating you know, his master defeating his master and this just scene this little small you know, vignette scene without dialogue that, it, yeah. or I guess, you know, Snoke's talking, but it's just, it's an action that changes right. the whole story. And I think that's, that was super interesting to me. I thought yeah. that was... He truly bests his master. Right. In a and, way uh, that, that, yeah, I guess ultimately Darth Vader did. I yeah. wonder, you know, I wonder if we're going to get more um, Force Ghost Vader in the next one. Because to find out I've what been, sort of... I've been wanting Force Ghost Vader this Could Wouldn't it be time. interesting if, like, Force Ghost Vader was like, you can kill your master and you should kill your master. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he'll make you do terrible things. Yeah. And I think that that's, uh, that's a big thing that was missing for me, which was that, uh, you know, and I don't want to get into the cons too early, but, um, you know, I, I kind of wanted this, that line from the, the Force Awakens when Kylo Ren's staring at Vader's helmet. He goes, I'm going to finish what you started. Yes. I wanted that to Give me mean more. something. Yeah. I wanted it to be like, maybe Snoke was Palpatine's 
you know, apprentice at one point and, and Palpatine was threatening Vader that, you know, with this idea yes. that he was going to uh, have this apprentice take his place and right. uh, Vader just, you know, took care of business, ripped out his lightsaber and just wrecked this guy <laughs> and just chopped him up. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the chopped up, you know, body yeah. of this guy that Vader just decimated in this, this epic and fight. If you follow the comics, they're, they're getting into this a lot. Right. Right? This crazy, like cyborg, um, Mon Calamari, right, like right. admiral that he had to take out. It would be funny. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like if, a if cyborg, almost. Yeah, yeah. Right, and all these, you know, he was like, he really put him to the test and puts him, puts Vader through his paces. But it would be funny if there's just more and more, and there's just yeah. this line of discarded, like you know, of defeated foes of Vader's right. that start coming out of the woodwork once the Emperor's done. Was like, oh hey, you know, Vader's but that, but but killing there. Snoke would have had this kind of connective tissue that I don't right. think's there right now, which is you know he's going, I'm going to finish what you started, yeah. which was maybe vader had you know attempted to kill snoke at one point when Pe- who was palpatine's apprentice yeah. and then you know snoke snoke star killer right that's why the star killer base was named star killer base you have a guy named snoke star killer it's there's there's hmm. so many options for connective tissue that you is can, that really his last well name? i mean that from the force unleashed games we know that star killer was well, oh, right you know, his apprentice. apprentice of vader yeah. blah, blah, blah. so you just play on that you just right you, you reboot it and um but uh one Connect- last thing on this, yeah. I just if, if yeah. you don't mind, and it's the the one key word that I'm seeing a lot, and I think is very important in this new, you know, in the Disney era of movies mm-hmm. is mirroring, right? And I think that's what you're talking about, where exactly. it's like, you know, we we saw when Gareth Edwards did Rogue One, it was mm-hmm. like it's almost like an absolute like mirror reflection of A New Hope, and they right. they marry right. together perfectly because of it. Um, you know, the first scene where it was, you know, instead of the Man in the black suit flanked by white stormtroopers. It's man in a white suit flanked right, by black stormtroopers. Right, right. And, like, you know, yeah. someone on a farm trying to stay in a farm versus someone on a farm trying to leave a farm right. you know, all the way through. And I saw that a lot in Last Jedi also. Right. Um, but it was interesting when you said they were talking about how there was this push and pull between Vader and Luke about, yeah. like, oh, you should be the good side. You should, you know, yeah. join the back side. And we saw that in The Last Jedi, too. I mean, that, that was the bulk of the film was that, mm-hmm. what did they call it, the force... Twitter or the force. Right. Um, well, I think the big Skype. the big mirror in the Last Jedi that I I noticed right away was that Luke is almost a inverted you know mirror of Obi Wan Kenobi mm. in the in that. Instead right. of having a, a right. person who you can invest your hope in, he actually <laughs> right. doesn't have this person. Yes. He's lost this person to invest yeah. hope in, and you actually see old Luke in in Alec Guinness's performance in Empire Strikes Back. You know when right. he goes, when he goes, you know, if you're not going to fight Vader, then like then we've already lost. You know right. like that is we've already lost in that moment. He sits on the stump. I mean that is Luke's identity in the yeah. Last Jedi, and we see it for you know just a second in Empire Strikes Back, and it just. I found that hugely interesting. That is so true. He is the anti Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah, which is like yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi is the ideal of which no yeah. one really can reach, anyways. Right. But yeah. like, it, it's sort of like he's just like, no, forget it, kid. Yeah. Just stay here. You don't. Yeah. You shouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> don't fight that battle. Yeah, yeah. Have some milk. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, that's something I saw right away. And I, I would love to compare Luke yeah. and Obi Wan. You know, old Luke, old Obi Wan. I would love to compare them for you know an entire episode. I think there's right. so many like little aspects you could look at, but uh. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Anyways, we're gonna push on to other pros. Uh, I loved Rey and Kylo's fight with the Praetorian guards. Yeah, that so was fun. Beautiful. Thought that was gorgeous. Uh, I thought I thought the whole set was stunning. Um, uh, I, Kylo Ren just stole the show for me in general. I mean, mm. I thought it was just an incredible, uh, it was an incredible Driver's performance. Fantastic. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, it's really just making this this sequel trilogy just a, a treat. It's amazing to have yeah. such talent and uh, leading the show. So I love that. Um, let me see here. The Holdo maneuver, probably one of the most beautiful uh, moments in film. Yes, uh, you know, of, you know, all time. You know, in, in forever. I think it's just one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen. Yes. Period. Um, I think General Hux was great for me. He, it, the, I love that he was given some dimension, and there's these comedic scenes that kind of you know undercut that like yeah. fascistic kind of power mongering persona that we just got right like, like he's a, he's his own punchline yeah <laughs> and people really are like is. like yes you're trying to create this thing but everyone thinks you're a tool and that's i mean that that's sort of the way he's portrayed in the books too and phasma and all that yeah. you know his dad was a great man and he was sort of handed the reins to all mm-hmm. this he was raised with all those orphans 
yeah. um, and sort of survived, and that's how he would, yeah. you know. So he was, and we know his, reluctantly, his dad was a bit brutal, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, totally masochistic. So he was reluctant, reluctantly respected by his peers, but ultimately right. he was there. But still, there's a lot to be made fun of there. And then, um, and then I love DJ. I mean, a lot. I heard a lot of people, you know, had a problem with Benicio's character. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was. I thought it, for the first time in Star Wars, it was a character that brought a kind of grounding message. That yeah. was like, you know, yeah. a war is, you know, war is going to happen forever. Right. It is, it's, there's profit in war. It's, it's almost economical. It's always going to be around. Yes. And therefore, you know, you can pick a side or, you know, but either way, whatever side you choose, you're still contributing to death and destruction no matter what. Right. And I think that that was just such a grounding message that, you know, Star Wars, you quickly just try to escape. It's, it's escapism. So you're mm-hmm. just trying to escape these, these these uh, ideas of you know uh, the brutality of war and things like that but then he's like no 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 no. see star wars is still just as political as everything else that you're watching and and i'm here to remind you about that right so that's that was that was interesting i really liked that yes and which is too bad because star wars has been my sort of escapism for so long right (laughs) but now that you know disney's trying to blur the lines a little bit and be like well you know the empire is just a point of view but i mean i think it's pretty you know, it's pretty clear that the Empire also destroys worlds and it yeah. eats up things. It's it's doing a lot more harm than good to the to the galaxy. And um, I mean, I guess it remains to be seen what the uh, First Order does, but it's true. And I mean, I think yeah, DJ's character represents a whole other swath of characters in the galaxy, right? Yeah, He's... the galaxy is much bigger because of that character. I right. Think. It's yeah. like whoa, there's more people than just yeah. you know the people that are in in this war. There's there's people who are you know on their own right. little. Just trying to... And it's great to see them finally had a voice. Yeah. And also, I think just his acting was. Oh, I mean, one of the best singular acting. Yeah. Um, expositions we've had since right. Baby's Relic. And it's like, it was just, oh, it was, just yeah. great acting. It was a character. It yeah. was a, a real character piece. He's a, he's a treasure, and it's just a blessing to have him in a Star Wars movie. It was great. And I uh, loved Rose and Finn. Loved their storyline. Loved it as a kind of B story. I thought it was sure. great. I thought it was fun. I thought it was exciting to see. Again, it broadened the great galaxy. It created more potential. Yeah. It, it, it enhanced the mysteries that are already there. It's, it's, I loved the Canto Bite scene. Um, uh, uh, I thought Leia's performance. I thought uh, oh, Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Fisher's performance uh, was incredible. Yeah. I thought it was so ten good. times better than yeah. The Force Awakens. Yes. I thought it was there was some real depth and some real gravity in her eyes and yeah, her, her she voice. really felt like Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it felt like like uh, it, it was just a, a much Fisher. easier. Yeah, what the, a beautiful the, film to go out on. I mean, that's just yeah. such a great. She performance. looked amazing. Yeah. She was amazing. She was just so like learned and mm-hmm. and oh god, yeah. I know if. She didn't really have a much to work with in the first one, but oh man, mm-hmm. um, this was so much. Yeah, her and, her writing her. And then I, you know, I also really liked the, uh, the foreshadowing in the film, which was like you know, the force isn't about moving rocks. She has to move rocks at yeah. the end. You know, uh, you know, Luke's being cynical and jesting that you know, what do you want me to go stand in front of the first order with my laser sword? He ends up <laughs> he actually does that. do it. It's like that's not a bad and idea. Kylo Ren explains the force link uh, that's responsible for uniting them. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if Ray Ray were the one responsible for that link, that she would die because it would yeah. just it would kill her to to. to uh, uh, transmit herself or, or project herself that far and then we find out luke dies from you know yeah. projecting himself a far distance it's like uh, i love the foreshadowing that took yeah this. that was awesome um finally for pros the the crate the planet crate itself oh, amazing yeah. incredible planet awesome. such a good choice mineral good planet choice. yeah great salt and the uh, and we know that uh, ryan from an interview talks about how the kind of the metaphor of the red soil red crystalline structures underneath the ground we hmm. and how that when the soil, when the, the the top layer of salt gets, you know, there's an upheaval of that. It, it, we see the red underneath, and it's kind of a metaphor for the uh, the intensity, or not the intensity, but the I guess the uh, the kind of um, the progression, the progression yeah. of, of war and the progression yeah. of, of blood loss and, yeah. and and conflict. And I think that that was super interesting, and super well done. It's, it's such a beautiful visual metaphor. I love visual metaphors and to have a planet be a visual metaphor was incredible. And I think, I think you could also argue Octu is a visual metaphor for Luke. I mean, a planet mm. that's, that's know. green and peaceful on the outside, but it has these dark caverns underneath. I mean, yeah. Luke is not just the light that we once saw him at as he's also, you know, got this darker side. Yeah. Um, do you want any pros you want to bring up? No, you're, you're, I mean, again, I sort of went through this and just, uh, and just loved, loved all of them. It, yeah. You, yeah. You brought, you brought some great things in there. Cause I'm I about think, to get uh, dark. It's about to get, 
I know, heavy. I know. I, I feel the butt <laughs> happening, and that's fine. Um, I, maybe I'll say Chewy. Uh, Chewy piloting okay, yeah. the Falcon oh, with a bunch a of porgs and just scene. like wrecking. Oh, that was amazing. Just putting on a clinic with the Falcon, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, that's that's. You I mean I I can't get my you can't get enough Chewy. <laughs> yeah. We talk about him a lot in the first uh, in the first episode, but that was sweet uh, to me. Um, yeah, it was all pretty much great. And Yoda was just such a fantastic callback. Yeah, they, I forgot to mention Yoda. Practical good. effects with Yoda. Um, the trickery where he was right. just like, you know, it, it was just, it was Yoda. Like it was a perfect, yeah. it was a perfect appearance for him where he's like, oh yeah, burn them, burn those books down. You don't yeah. need those anymore. Knowing full well right. that Ray had made off of them and uh, just awesome. And we really, we really only get a, a, you know, one shot of those books in the Falcon and we, yeah. we take all the, you know, the, the really deep, you know, fan community that's that's around that surrounds Star Wars. You know, we we saw these tomes and we said, "Oh, yeah. oh, hell yeah!" We we were super excited about that. I feel yeah. I, I was personally, but um. Okay, so pick it apart. Go okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick it apart. I'm gonna pick. This is actually just constructive criticism. This is to make better Star Wars okay. product. That's and all as, as you know, as a little, and it's subjective, so you can just you yeah. can disregard it completely. As a footnote here, uh, Grant is a. Uh, a writer and he does write scripts and so this is coming from a person that's actually done it which a lot of people think you know i see a lot of criticisms and they're like meow 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 why don't you do this and why don't you do that well it's, it's i've written a star wars standalone film to write, and yeah. it's difficult it's, it's extremely difficult. difficult the tone of star wars is extremely difficult mm-hmm. to manage and i thought some of the tonal shifts were actually problematic in the last yeah. jedi but then i also thought he nailed it in so many scenes. So many scenes nail it. There's just tonal shifts that happen that are a yeah. bit jarring. Like when when a page dies and Poe's joking right after that. It was just a oh a yeah. jump shift. Okay, and sure. I was a jump tonal shift. And I said, you know, that's fine. Star Wars does that right. time and time again. But uh, you know, when they really dramatize the death of someone, it's right. It's kind of well. That's, that's jumping to the joke is 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 it's intense. Yeah. It's an it's an interesting decision. That's also illustrating Poe too and how out of touch he is. Right. Because right. that's and it's important know, to the theme of the entire piece, yeah. which is you know you you're don't, not you don't ready. Lead, you don't lead with a, a, a dense skull. You 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 know you lead with you know the care and love in your heart for the, the yeah, people every around you. Every soul. Yeah. Exactly. And I love I love that lesson. Um, so I thought I, I my big first problem with the you know, my biggest problem with the film was i thought kylo's fall was a bit underwhelming and kind of hard to process I, which I, I, fall is this it, this the triptych flashback of you know luke we're basically just have to take luke for his word that kylo is there's a growing darkness inside kylo mm. oh right and so, um and we right. and then he's just standing over his bedside and he's saying you know i have no choice you know I, what i saw yeah. in my visions i saw him you know whatever he saw he probably just saw him killing you know right uh, you know masses and it's probably terrible and right. all that but, but when you compare you know kylo and vader i vader was just so you know uh, uh unmoving in his stance about the dark side and the right. power of the dark side and yet we get these scenes with kylo that uh, show this kind of um this tinge of light that's still there inside of him right. this this possibility it, it's still pulling you know at him and yes he still clearly. feels the pull of the light and if he if the if the villain himself is acknowledging this and then we have the you know the hero's mentor saying no 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 way there there's there's light inside of him i i think that that's just a little conflicting and doesn't hammer home that he's dark it doesn't right. hammer home that he you know he's the, the the growing darkness inside him you know and that and he has to die and all this kind of stuff and uh, i feel like um i feel like uh uh I feel like, um, uh, you know, Luke in Return of the Jedi had sympathy for Vader and wanted to redeem him. And it just feels like that Kylo, Kylo should be, there should, should be that same desire for Kylo. And I feel like we didn't really grapple with it at all. And I think that one scene could change that. I think that a scene, I think the scene, the flashback scene could have been utilized in a moment where, Snoke is whispering something to Ben, young Ben Solo, about love destroying the Jedi, or, or you know, the the dark side, about you know, destroying the Jedi and all this kind of something, something, something. Yeah. And then, and then have this scene where Luke happens upon Snoke and he's in a disagreement with him, and 
Snoke is doing something nefarious and Luke then decides to attack Snoke and then Ben sees this and then Luke chokes his own nephew by accident and it's just like that shame and that guilt and that mm. horror that we like that, that they're trying to sell with Luke would just be right. so much more believable in my mind if if Kyle if ben, young Ben Solo was running to the aid of Snoke when Luke is attacking him and right. you get this kind of it's, again it's a mirror of the Hayden Palpatine kind right. of scene and I think I just would have sold it more than Luke killing you know standing over someone right. sleeping I, I get that I mean and it's you know, we've got we're forced to sort of take it as it is it's just yeah. like well there's two sides of it Luke was like listen it was a moment of weakness yeah. I wasn't really going to do and it and a lot of people really but like he's yeah. like he's frighteningly powerful right and, and a lot of people love that almost uh, poetic uh, uh, resonance and, and rippling of, of an action that you do because of a vision or because of a premonition and it creating mm. the very villain that you you feared would, right. you know, oh, that's, uh, result. Uh, Oedipus, this. right? That's yeah. the classic yeah, exactly. Oedipus, yeah. So this kind of, this fear of the premonition uh, uh, causes you to create the premonition right. and, and make it true. And I think that people love that. But I've, I mean, I've seen it in a dozen stories. So, I mean, it's something that is interesting. It is a, a narrative device. It's fun. But I just, it didn't, it wasn't hammered home for me. So I'll just, I'll move on. Um, yeah, well, you might be able to see some of that, those scenes. I mean, this could be episode nine. So oh, yeah. And we could get, we could get Mark Hamill in flashbacks, which would be fantastic. If J.J. ties the sweetest bow on these movies, yeah, I'm going to be a happy man. All Anyways. Right. Uh, Moving on. Le- Leia being blasted out into space, using the force to come back to the cabin. You didn't like yeah, that? I, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Leia, and I really wanted these badass scenes where she's using the force in mm-hmm. a moment of desperation, and she, you know, confront, you know, what I really wanted was her to confront her son. That's really what I wanted, and mm. elicit some kind of intense emotional response yeah. from him and, and her in this really powerful scene, but um, but whatever. And, um, and when I saw it, when I saw the, the Leia being ejected from the... Uh, the um, cruiser, uh, I, I uh, from the bridge. I I just thought, like, what? I was. Just, it was strange when I, when yeah. I first saw it. I thought it was just a kind of a weird choice, and I can tell you why I think it was a weird choice. Uh, I thought it was a weird choice it's because it just feels like there was just overlap with some superhero movies, like super, like you know, Superman and, and mm. any Marvel movie never, where, never where the super powered beings like kind of go outside the earth's atmosphere and exchange some blows before falling back down to earth. It just felt like one of those moments. And it just felt like I, I, it, okay. I really, I just don't need it in star Wars so much, but that's just kind of what it felt. I felt like a you know Superman moment felt like, I, I don't I like. The, I don't think. Him. I don't like the Mary Poppins. I don't like the uh, association with Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think that's. I think that's valid, yeah. really. But uh, I see what you mean. It was not a Star Warsy thing, but it's it was a very like a much superhero sort of, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw it with the Hulk and the Avengers. We've right. seen it in Superman a dozen, uh, a few times. Uh, however, you know, we're talking about mirroring, mirroring yeah. more, right? And Empire Strikes Back, yeah. first act, we have uh, Mark Hamill frozen to a ceiling. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's yeah. about to get killed, and he's true, true, still true. untested with the Force, but, like, with that sort of, you know, that, oh, my gosh, I need to survive. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Will, I didn't even think He was able that. to pull his And his that is lightsaber. such a literal inversion, because instead of pulling something, she's pulling herself. herself it's, the thing. Oh, my, I didn't even catch that. That's genius. Um, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's a pro, and I'm just, I'm wrong. No, uh, I think you have a, like, in a lot of these things that I hear you, I think you've got excellent ideas. I think they're good. And he yeah. made a different choice. Yeah, you know, yeah. made no, a different no. choice, and it's like you can poke holes yeah. in anything. Right, the, right. the internet has proved that. it was a choice, <laughs> and it, yeah, and I. But I you would have chosen that. different, and I think you've got um, great ideas. I thought the lack of R two D two, uh, hmm. uh, was kind of a problem for me. I, I think that I would have liked more Luke and R two banter, and I would have yeah. liked. Uh, I kind of want. I, I think that that would have registered some some kind of some voice signature of, of old of the Luke we know and love. I think right. he would have said some things that he said to R2 in, in the original trilogy that would have been like, oh, okay. Like there's some great, you know, rhyming or some great uh, echoes of, of their, their talk in previous films. I, I would yeah. have really liked that. Where was, uh, where was R2 in the third act? In the Falcon? I, I always, you know, in, these, must be in, in, the these, Falcon, in right? these new movies, I lose track of the droids. I really yeah. don't know where C-3PO is. I don't know where R2-D2 is. The only droid I, I know 
the whereabouts of is BB-8. And I think that's really? just yeah. I, I know where BB-8 I don't even is know where BB-8 was actually. Was he? In it was the confusing cave? when was he went with DJ. Craig? I was like, whoa, why is he going with the guy no. in prison? Whatever. I've uh, um, I've had a crazy month. And I wanted to see the movie again in the theater, but I just missed it. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. now I, I can't see it. So I got to wait another month to see it. Oh, again. It'll, be but, on, it'll be on Blu-ray. Soon. Yeah. And with the deleted scenes, we got a, a lot of deleted scenes. We have the. You know, it's gonna be great. The, the bathroom, the bath, uh, bathhouse yeah. scenes around Canto Bite. Um, hmm. All right. How many more? Uh, how many more? I'm pretty much done here. I'm pretty much done here. I'm my final, final one. I have here. one, one con. Oh, go. Um, Admiral Akbar. Oh yeah. This is a tough one to swallow there, um, because he is. What do you mean? I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't, I, didn't even, I think they just mentioned he died. He's, yeah, <laughs> and they're like, and Admiral Akbar perished, <laughs> and we're like, including Admiral Akbar. <laughs> Like just Don't like, by the way, he's dead. Admiral Akbar died. They couldn't show Admiral <laughs> yeah, Akbar yeah. getting sucked into space, also, but yeah, not yeah. be having the force to save him, <laughs> or like get hit by a Tie Fighter on his way out into space, like some sort of amazing death for that fantastic general. Right, right. I mean, I guess it. He's a super peripheral character. I mean, just he just happened to be memed to death. Yeah. But uh, that's a uh, bummer. I'm gonna pour one out for uh, for my homie Admiral Akbar. It would have been interesting if yeah, I, I think that would have been would have been fun if they did something with him but they, I think because the just show the it voice, just show his death instead of having to do that really awkward like I oh, think because the actor uh, uh, passed away before the I think oh. I think before the I, I don't think they out of respect I, I don't that. think they wanted I'm someone to go in the, uh, they didn't the costume want... and do the voice and do the whole thing I didn't know that maybe it would have been maybe that's him that's his character that's his legacy so I don't know oh. we don't know but um, okay. yeah it would have been nice if there was a send off where you actually get some kind of Closure. There's visual rec. I think visual recognition was a lot of the stuff I'm, 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 my, I'm, you know, I would list as my cons. It's kind of I wanted more visual recognition for certain mm. things, but it's it's not a big deal. Um, finally, uh, I thought uh, Ray's cave moment was a bit problematic for me. I felt it was a bit of an empty tease, and there was no real like concrete spiritual yeah. lesson from it. And I can I, I just hear me out. And I think the problem was it. The problem for me was she's only been on her own and believed in herself up to this point. Right. <laughs> that, you know, and she's handling it like a champ. <laughs> like, if I lived on a desert planet for as right. long as she did, <laughs> yeah. I would be breaking down. I'd be dead. I'd be yeah. dead. Uh, Tito the junk rat would kill me. Um, <laughs> and she's, uh, you know, she's been handling it like a champ. So there's really no stakes in learning that she has to keep on going on as yeah. a lone wolf. You know, like there's... I don't see the stakes in that when she's already just handled it so well up until the up until this point. I don't see like really the obstacle there. I see that she's already been doing this. She's great at it. She's right. an amazing independent spirit, and she's always you know believed in you know uh, uh, the you know the better path and and pushing forward. And she's never given up. And I think that was I do love the VFX like the, the in oh, that v- scene. Yeah, that, I think the people scene. from under the skin. It was gorgeous it was stunning i loved yeah that. it was a really cool it was just cool it was just, tri- it was just trippy that's yeah, what yeah. it was you know, i, I love me some psychedelic scene. everything yeah. <laughs> i would uh, just to counter that just yeah. a little bit i mean i would say we as the human condition is sort of like well like if i just only had this one more thing my life right. would be great and it drives us to buy less stuff right right it drives us to sort of like break up with our significant others right. and you know see if the grass is greener on the other side it's like we're sort of humans we're always like there's this one thing it's sort yeah. of this ray of light whether it's false or not that keeps us going and yeah. moving to the next thing and that's always been her thing and she's been like oh i'll just find my parents and everything will be great yeah. um and then to finally found that you know that this one you know magnetic north for her doesn't exist right. is you know it's going to put her in an awkward place and now you know we get to see what she's going to do with herself here and what jj is going to do with her ultimately i i i don't see how that the payoff I, I don't see how it continues in her arc because it's like okay we found out there's no parents mm-hmm. and so no one's going to come into the mold in nine so right i, mean, I don't we've I don't, got it just ended there. there at eight it just ended there so it was like played up in a big way in the first right. film and then it was just and then it was just played out in the second or, film or and then yeah. okay we're good she's gonna move on she's gonna be a jedi you know she's gonna do her own right. thing so conceivably right. she could she could you know metaphorically and literally start the new jedi right, right, right. she right. can she can form the new jedi order and she probably will with those books yeah in whichever way she decides is right for her and she's got to do it but it would be sweet if she had a mentor that wasn't a deranged, you know, grandson of Darth right, Vader. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, and I think I, and that's another thing I liked about the film. I liked the uh, the state of Luke. I think that that was that was a, a kind of a realistic archetype for yeah. the older you know person. I think that a lot of people are filled with shame and regret, and that you know to have Luke be a goody two shoes and be this kind of like butt chin hero. It's like it's <laughs> like why you know that makes no sense. It's like yeah. he should he should have some some you know skeletons in the closet. He should have you know he we talk about him going across the galaxy to find all these relics of the force and, yeah. and the Jedi and things like that. It's just, he, he must've come across all these different scenarios and all these different, you know, um, uh, he must've had all these different relationships. And I think that not all of them could have ended well. And there's got to have regrets. He's got to have shame. And I love that he was broken. I love that he had shame. I love that he had regret. I just did the, the Rashomon, the Rashomon triptych kind of flashback with Kylo Ren just didn't sell that shame and that regret in a mm. way that I thought, a scene wherein he maybe hurts Kylo or, or chokes right. him or so, you know something that really makes him feel horrible like would have really? hammered it home. Wow, yeah. I mean he was going to literally kill him. And I mean no, I, I know, and that was that's weird for me flashbacks. though too because again I yeah. talk about the whole Return of the Jedi and how you know he's trying to save his father the entire time and he won't, won't hurt. Yeah, he, he won't. He's a complete pacifist and it just feels like okay, but I'll kill this kid. It, 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 I don't know. It's just a disconnect for me. I don't. I love the movie. It's still yeah. Up there with one of my favorite films, but uh, let's jump into let's jump into games. Do you want it? I'm thinking we. Uh, I'd like to keep it. Don't keep it down. We're keep good. It, yeah, okay, I think we're, we're pretty we're close. Good. We're we're almost at an hour now, um, and I think we're sort of at the end. I, I did want to say just one more thing yeah. about um, about this and maybe what it what it holds for nine. Right. Um, yeah, let's end on a know, good I, note. I, let's I, just let's just yeah. Play, like, nine's gonna be great. I'm I have all my yes. faith in JJ. He's gonna do a great job. Yes, he's got a lot of room to to please a lot right. of people and make a really fantastic oh, yeah. movie. And so, you know, we've talked about, you know, in the, it was important for the first two of these movies to sort to very much mirror their predecessors as far as A New Hope mm-hmm. and Empire right. Strikes Back, right? But uh, Return of the Jedi is less beholden in fans' minds and it's it's less iconic, and you know. Yeah. And so I wonder, I think that very much leads the door open to do some, cover some new ground. And mm-hmm. I, I'm sure Disney wants to cover some new ground with this movie to sort of set up the galaxy right. uh, post, you know, post sequel. Cause there will be narratives yeah. after this sequel trilogy. Yeah. I mean, that's that there's such a great oh, yeah. opportunity for it. Yeah. So it's fantastic. They're going to open up. it up yeah. and it's like, Hey, now there's girls in the galaxy. So that's cool. <laughs> and we've got, they've got, apparently got a lot of stories to tell themselves. Yeah. Um, being half the population of the galaxy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just thinking, so what do we know? You know, what do we, we know that we need. I mean, one thing we were talking about is is the mentor figure. Like she's right. got no mentor going into the six. training with Ray has just been kind of undercut. Like we, I yeah, there hasn't been much training. The same thing happening. with Luke, right? He came, he comes back. He's like, I got to finish my training. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for rescuing. Training me. was a big Super deal Ray. for Luke, though. I mean, it was right. highlighted. As and he's like, you're good, possible. dude. He's like, you're fine. Just go, you know, just go do your thing. Yeah. And he ultimately does. But I wonder what that's going to be for Ray. Is Ray good? Is she? You know, she probably is. But like, and, and like also Luke just pretty much kicked butt like yeah. the whole the whole movie, right? He was just yeah. like, all right, I'm going to be a Jedi Knight, and you know, it wasn't pretty, but he made it work. Like, is that what she's going to do? You know, and yeah. to what end? You know, I really, I really want to see Poe and Ray just yeah. just uh, running and gunning, just yeah. talking back and forth, and, and and just pulling off all these just incredible action what about you know, finn man Finn's i think finn and rose can stick together i think poe yeah. and i think poe and ray would be pretty awesome for, like, the resistance. And ray. <laughs> I, I don't want i don't want to i don't i mean i don't really want poe and ray to to right. intermingle in terms of like but their, just be leaders plot, but, of but just rebellion. be the leaders of the resistance and yeah. kind of be you have this back and forth and and yeah. they, they everyone's waiting for them to make the call would be kind of interesting and, i mean i was actually thinking i was actually up uh, last night thinking about how that film could begin again i was right. again i'm thinking about how that film could begin and i was like you know it would be great in my mind is if leia's having a funeral and and for some reason there's like kind of a um, uh there there's kind of a ceasefire and ben is allowed to go see her oh. i thought that would be stunning i thought that would be a oh, stunning way a, to open the film that's a good one that's a good that's a good idea i was just thinking cuz you know what we talked about the last time is maybe it's post funeral and this is there's a big time jump, no black oh, armband, yeah. but still, but there's like they've maybe the battle with, um, maybe the battle's been going on for five years, you know, right, like right, just right. resistance versus, funeral. yeah, post. Okay. So like five oh, years yeah. after Leia's funeral, right, right. 
you know, the, the resistance and, oh, you know, awesome. she succumbed yeah. to her injuries yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, or it's had in the new crawl injuries. Or, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's in the crawl. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I'd be fine with that. I'd yeah, be, totally be fine, fine with that. that. But like, yeah, I imagine this really dark grizzled sort of like, you know, the war has been dragging on for right. years. Oh, yeah, I love that. And that would be, you know, and it's, and it is Poe and Finn mm-hmm. and, um, Daisy at the head of this thing. And suddenly she's got these acolytes. She's got these, you know, young Jedi that she's training and they're already out in the field and she's oh, trying fantastic. to fight yeah. and it. That would be cool too. But yeah, I mean, I, as a filmmaker, you know. <laughs> I can't see JJ not see doing that that scene with you know a ceasefire. I think it'll be poetic. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, all right. When we ended there, right? Yeah. So that's it for episode two of Star Wars Weekly. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And do we have a Twitter handle yet? Uh, we're about to, so we're about to have it, and then use I'll your blast force that. Powers. Yeah, I will. I will force Twitter project. Handle? I will force project myself into your living room and let you know what our Twitter ha- handle is. Um, <laughs> twiddle our twiddle handle twiddle handle. Um, that's it cool so thank you so much yeah thanks so much for doing it we'll uh, see you next week